Hello, and welcome back to Atlantic Baptist Stories. Today, I'll be sharing with you from a conversation Jenny Wilmhoff had with Shirley Soleil Day. Shirley is a member and church historian at Wolfville Baptist Church in Wolfville, Nova Scotia. She talks about some of the challenges she faced as a woman sensing a call to ministry and the way she's found herself able to serve those outside the church as well as inside. My mother took us to Sunday school at a little church in Granville Ferry, and I became a Christian then. When I was uh, four years old, actually, I was just a little girl. The main thing I remember is my teacher, how sweet she was. She was young, right? I, I'm, I'm 69 right now. I still remember. And she was so convincing in the message that she was teaching us, especially through the song, Jesus Loves Me, I believed it because of who she was. She she didn't just teach it. She obviously loved the children that she was teaching. And of course, that included me. We moved a lot when I was growing up. There was no real stability. We lived in so many communities, so many different schools. I always knew that God loved me all of my life, never doted it. And for the first 30 some years, he's the only one I knew loved me. Because we traveled a lot, like I said, we did go to different churches. And of course, in the Baptist denomination, it can be very different church to church. I was in the Elsford Baptist Church and Gordon McClare was the minister. And uh, they had services, evening services, for a week. I was 12, and my brothers and I went to the services each evening. And, of course, they had the call. And I I knew I needed to go forward to make a public, what would you call a witness, to the fact that I was a Christian. And I was going to get baptized. My mother indicated that she always wanted to be baptized, but she didn't feel like she could just simply ask. So the minister, Gordon, was coming up to see me at my house, and she asked if she could sit in. And we were baptized on the same Sunday, May 14th, freezing cold Sunday. But at that time, you would get baptized. There was no fellowship at the end, so we went home. Somehow, it just didn't feel like it was finished, I guess. We just went home, and we didn't even get to take part in the rest of the church service. We were baptized, went out that door, came home. We weren't even there for the rest of the service, so there was no opportunity for people to welcome us or anything. So I'm very glad that that doesn't happen anymore. I've always been very active in the church. I've had some really bad experiences because I knew that God was calling me into ministry back when I was in my teens. I prayed about it and asked God about a direction in my life. I just knew he was calling me to minister to his people. And... um it felt, it didn't just feel right. It was, oh, I don't know the word. When I was 20 years old, I was at the Atlantic Baptist College. It's now Crandall University. But I was laying in bed this one night praying, and I said to God, what, what is it that you want me to do? 
where do you want me to be? What people do you want me to minister to? And at night I had a dream. But I went up through the house, the roof, and went up to heaven. And God was um, behind this cloud. And he said to me, Shirley, you you can um, go back to earth if you want to, or you can come in with me today. And I looked down to earth, and there were thousands and thousands of voices were saying, come back, come back, we need you. And I went back. And I was in a church where uh, it was not believed that women have leadership. And when I graduated from the Divinity School, the minister of our church at that time refused to have the party for me in the church, so they had to have it at a home. And then through my training, and I met various ministers who did not believe that. I was uh, involved in ministry long before they actually voted in convention to ordain women. And so it has not been easy. I did not let anybody else's judgment or belief system and that impact me in that way, but it did make my road harder. Um, now, granted, there were, of course, ministers who truly believed that uh, I deserved to be in leadership, and they were very supportive and uh, used me in a lay leadership kind of role. I've always appreciated the ones who were supportive of me. Nelson Metcalf was the pastor in, in Elsewhere when I was in my late teens, he and his wife, Arlene, were sort of like parents to me. And Don Jackson, when I was at the Port Williams Church, he's the one that would take me visiting and and encourage me to follow up with the people that he introduced me to as, as a pastor. Uh, there were other people. These people all have contributed to my life in a very positive way. The fact that Don Jackson actually actively put me in that position probably impacted me more. I knew the others accepted me and believed in me that way, but he's the one that actually offered me these opportunities. And I was pastor for a brief time in Arlington. In other churches, I served on like the CE board. And in Wolf of Baptist, I served on the Board of Global Ministries. I wrote two booklets. One is about our missionaries that went out from our church. There's over 108. And the other one was to celebrate the 100th anniversary of our present-day building. So I've been the librarian and historian I've never had an interest in being on, <laughs> on the finance board or the trustees. I have no interest in that part at all. <laughs> Outside of the church, I was very ill with chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, and environmental sensitivities, and formed a, a support group of six people. And within a few years, it was a, a national organization. It was called the Invisible Disabilities Association of Canada. And uh, I received the Governor's General Caring Canadian Award and then the medal, the Sovereign's Medal for Volunteers. And as a result of that work, obviously, I worked with thousands. I had a, my own uh, TV show on cable and it had a potential 24,000. I've always felt like people have asked me about my ministry and I said my ministry is to those on the periphery of the church. God called me to serve those people.
in my ministry with my clients, I have to be very careful. I never labeled myself a Christian counselor. Of course, I am Christian and I am a counselor, but I felt I struggled with that. I prayed a lot about that, and I ended up concluding that if I did that, it would eliminate a group of people that God may be calling to me as a counselor because as soon as they saw the word Christian, they would not want to come. For me, I I want to see whoever God brings to me to help. I I don't want to limit anybody, eliminate anybody based on any definitions. My work has been totally fulfilling. I can see the changes that come in a client's life and feel so honored and humbled to be a part of their journey. And I think about the interactions I have with the people that I think of as my church family. I would say I have a a real sense of the ministry of God in that church. When we reached out and invited the United Church people who wanted to come and worship with us, and they did, you know, their church churches were shut down. And it must have been devastating for them. And a number of them come to our church. Some have joined, some haven't, but they're there, and some of their um, projects were incorporated into our church. And I just feel that that shows that Wolfville Baptist isn't just Baptist, but we are welcoming of other denominations, people of of the town and not just the university, but I felt so good to be a part of a church that welcomed the people from the United Church because of my history in, you know, in terms of not being welcomed because I believe that God called me. I struggled a lot at times whether I actually wanted to stay a Baptist and decided that the key elements of the Baptist Church were the key elements I believed in. Being an older person when you get baptized means that you have that opportunity of actually deciding, okay, I do believe in the salvation message, and I'm deciding I want to be a Christian and walk in a way that would be Jesus' way. The fact that we have autonomy, you know, I think because I'm not big on following authorities, that you know, and it doesn't make any sense to me. I, I just believe that we have that right to work that through. A key one would be the fact that uh, we've always believed that we work out our salvation and we don't lose it. We, as Baptists, recognize the Trinity in such a way that unites people. Where I find in some other denominations there's more weight, like on the Spirit, or there's more weight on Jesus, there's more weight on God, where... The Baptists, I feel, have a more balanced view. And if you look at our creed, our Apostles' Creed, and I preached on that creed up at the church that I had, and the people there indicated to me they appreciated it because I I talked in a language they could understand and could take ownership of the creed for themselves. Not that everything's perfect in our church, but you know what? We have to... Be thankful for those elements that are good and solid and strong. 
I hope that based on what I've said, uh, whoever hears that they realize that their ministry is not done until they're off in heaven. Even if they retire, to know that God still has a journey ahead, that it doesn't end. They can have an exciting, rewarding, fulfilling ministry even after they're retired. Some people may not see that, but I I know that I have done what God wanted me to do. Thank you to Shirley and to Ginny for sharing this conversation. You can listen to all our interviews unedited at acadiadiv.ca slash ACBAS. That's also where you'll find information on how you can share your own story with the project. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.